Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinema Nerd Presents Made in the 90s. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with my buddy Dylan Shore, and we are going to talk about Airheads. Dylan, are you a fan of taffy candies? I am, yes. The blue one, right? I like them all usually. I remember, I think there was like a, a white one that they were doing that was like a mystery flavor. And I think they I was into that. That's, that's still going on? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that it's not like a real flavor. I think it's all of the flavors combined. That's the thing about the, the you know, the dum-dums, the little lollipops. Uh-huh. The mystery one is just when they change flavors from one flavor to the next in the vat. So whatever comes out in the middle, they just call it mystery flavor. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like it's something just like that. I'll bet you're 100% right. Before Mm -hmm. we uh, talk only about candy, now that Halloween is over, should we talk about some other pieces of entertainment? Are you watching other movies? Yes. Um, I have a few rewatches and I went and saw a new one. Let's see. I'll, I'll start with the one I went and saw in theaters. I went and saw Last Night in Soho. Oh, yeah. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's got a couple good jump scares. It, 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 it does the right thing where like the first thirty minutes is not scary. There's like a slight ghost element, but it's not scary in any way. It's sure. just following this young girl on her journey to London, and you're learning her life there for a while. And then shit starts to pick up like at the start of the second act. And then shit gets scary like at the end of the second act. So I think it's like really well paced and how, uh, and it looks gorgeous. Like Edgar Wright's a masterful director. Yeah, he can shoot a movie, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, then I rewatched with the passing of Norm not too long ago, rewatched Screwed. Okay, I was really expecting you to say Dirty Work. Well, yeah, I watched that literally the day after he passed. <laughs> I watched Dirty Work like once a week, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I watched scenes from it m- multiple times a week. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I did Screwed. It had been a while since I seen it, and it's not perfect, but man, there's some very funny stuff in that movie. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen Screwed. Oh, really? You definitely should. There's a, a really good, like, it's a dark comedy. There's a really good blood gag where so the whole premise is that norm is a butler to this really wealthy woman who owns like a, a massive baker bakery company kind of like okay. a Miss Field, mrs fields kind of thing yeah sure. and um she treats him very poorly and so he decides to kidnap her dog <clears throat> and when they're kidnapping the dog it bites into norm's vein and you just see this massive blood pop (laughs) and it just like oh dude blood just starts squirting everywhere (laughs) yes it's i think it's very funny but then that goes wrong the the dog kidnapping goes wrong immediately and she thinks that someone kidnapped norm yeah this is i i'm looking at the cover and the cast i'm like i i do think i saw this once and then never again because how could i have ignored a dave chappelle norm mcdonald comedy on the heels of half baked i would have been and uh dirty work i would have been all there yeah i think i must have just watched this once and moved on 
Well, maybe you should give it a rewatch. I might have to. I love a lane stretch, man. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, screwed. And <laughs> then, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, so this one was a rewatch. It's been a minute since I've seen it. I knew that it's not a good movie, but I okay. still, I just, I have my DVD copy from just when I was a kid. Uh, but you remember Blown Away? Mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges yeah, and yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Man, oh man, is that a fucking crazy, absurd act off where oh, I'll bet it is. both of these motherfuckers are trying to put on Irish accents or Scottish <laughs> accents. One of those. Irish. And, it's about the, the Irish. Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tommy Lee Jones has to hold his throughout the whole movie, but Jeff Bridges is a former Irish bomb guy that is now part of the United States SWAT team or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Tommy Lee Jones is coming after him, and his Irish accent starts to slip back in when he's talking to Tommy Lee Jones, and <laughs> it is so cringy and bad. It's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. We need to do this movie on the podcast. I would be into it. And maybe we should double feature it with Arlington Road. Road which I really like Arlington Road. There's so much good stuff in that movie. I'm very curious why that one kind of failed. I, would ha- I feel like I watched it not too long ago and sort of landed like, Oh, this is good, but stretching believability for me. That's fair. It I, it is definitely cheesy too. I do remember that, and it's very nineties. Like the <laughs> the filming of it is very nineties. Like the opening of the little kid in the road after right, 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 right. And it's all slow motion, and Jeff Bridges comes up to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm down to do a double feature of those. That'd be funny. I think that'd be a fun one, man. Let's put it on the docket. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um. And those are what I've watched. How about you? Yeah, I only have a couple because I've been kind of wrapping up on Halloween stuff. Um, so I'm just going to talk about, you know, more old movies that I've enjoyed lately, like Black Sleep and It Came From Beyond Space or Peeping Tom. All of those really worked for me. Peeping Tom's awesome. Yeah, but the only ones I actually want to talk about is It Follows, which I sort of forced upon my wife on Halloween night because she was like yeah I want to watch a horror movie but blah 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 blah. and so we landed on It Follows and the reason I pitched it is because my memory of that movie is that it is so beautiful and that the scares are really interesting and kind of unique and watching it this time I came away feeling even more impressed with the, the beauty of that film it is gorgeous, dude. And is it Michael Giacano? Uh, no, that might be the composer. But the cinematographer is shooting M. Night's movies now. Um, and they all have that kind of like drenched look. He's shooting his stuff now or has now. been? M. No, M. no. He, he picked up around like Split or thereabouts. Okay, okay, and he yeah. shot Old in The Visit. Shyamalan used Tuck, uh, Tuck Fujimura, yeah, for a long hey, time. Yeah. Um, so I have only seen It Follows once and I saw it in theaters here amongst the big hype for that movie and I was disappointed with it like it definitely looks good but it was not worth all that hype that everyone was just giving it for me 
I think it, it, you know, it reminds me in a very specific way of Crimson Peak, where a lot of people were like, like and I think a lot of people were expecting it to be a, a straight horror movie. And so when they get a gothic romance, you're like, well, what? And I, watching It Follows this time, found the scares to be really flat and lackluster and not nearly as impressive as they were on first viewing. Still sort of interesting mm-hmm. um, and uh, accomplished given like the budget and what they were able to do. But it does feel slow and boring. And I like it so much more as a drama and an allegory than a horror movie. I still think it's really successful and I'm really impressed with that. It definitely I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the minorities on that. Like, it's just like it did really well and it does look gorgeous i will give it that just eh. yeah and it does like yeah it's overall themes and everything are very interesting just um i don't know what was missing like there's a cut like the one scene that really stands out is the wheelchair scene just that was pure awesome just that it's tension it felt great the rest of it just did not work for me it never like a, realizes like that level of tension again. Yeah, like a creepy lurking in the background that's kind of coming closer. Like, eh, that doesn't always do it for me. No, no, you're not afraid of the snail? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, because I can be when it's like fucking Michael Myers. Although Michael Myers definitely has like a, um, what's the thing I'm trying to say here? There's uh, uh, the Paul Rust and Matt Gorley show. They coined a term called teleport Jason, which is even though he's just moving super slow, sometimes you walk around a corner and he's a hundred miles away from where he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It follows, doesn't, you know, succumb to that trap. It's slow. It's slow. Okay. What else did you watch? So then I just want to talk about a TV show real quick, which is The Last OG. Oh, I don't know this show. It's Tracy Morgan. Oh, and, yes. Uh, I do know this show. And I saw the billboard for his new season. Yeah. Fourth season just started. I uh, watched the first two or three episodes of the fourth season, but I burned through the first three seasons in like a day and a half. Because it, uh, I think it accomplishes a lot of what Ted Lasso gets credit for in that every scene and every episode really revolves around good people trying to make better decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's Tracy Morgan being a fucking maniac, man. So it goes from like wild, like really, really heartwarming and enriching to like him saying some insane thing that he's seen in his childhood. And it's great. I really, really enjoy the heck out of it. I do <laughs> Tracy Morgan. And Tiffany Haddish, you know, she's all oh, over that I show if you're a fan. Too. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, just super enjoyable, very watchable. It's a little... I don't know if it's a strength of the show or a weakness of the show, but Tracy Morgan trying to like land the sentimentality never works. He's not capable of that as an actor, but they just keep pushing it because that's what the show is. I I don't know. It's, it's strange and I love it. Seems to be working. It's working for me, man. Mm. So that's all I've been watching lately. Should we talk about airheads? Yes. Okay, but how about that tracking shot, man? <laughs> through you didn't love that through the office, Brendan Fraser in the very beginning. I think that's legit direction, man. It's really good steady cam work. I think that's 
Well, it, there's also a lot of uh, like character choreography that's going on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I think that's the the peak of the direction of this. Because it essentially starts when he gets out of that elevator and then he's yeah. looking through the different offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, uh-huh. that's really good, man. I, I was like, oh, who directed this thing? And then found out. Now I have some thoughts about this movie. Um, yes. Uh, never looked at this movie as a well-directed movie but i love this movie okay let's talk about it because i love this movie too okay cool um yeah this was always just a big vhs watch for me just all the time it was like a vh1 watch for me or like a comedy central you know what i mean i feel like it was on cable all the time so i just anytime it was on i would watch it Uh uh-huh yeah i like this movie a lot too i came away this time feeling like oh i really wish it was a lot better though it it falls really flat through most of it kind of Uh, like it fall no kind of like it follows um i think it's fine it does what it does it doesn't linger too long it's i mean i love the setup of these guys uh chaz uh chester uh, chester losing his relationship with um uh christina applegate is is that christina Applegate? it's not no she clearly dropped out of the movie and they just cast from the lookbook uh amy uh amy amy lokan yeah and you know her from crybaby she's in crybaby interesting yes that's what i remember her from uh but, uh, I think she's actively bad in this movie. She's not that great, no. Uh, like even but, to diction and line reading choices, it made me, it, I go back to the director, I'm like, you guys didn't want another take on that? She clearly mispronounced three words on that sentence. One more take. That's her character. No, like the character's doing the accent. I'll give her credit for that. That's, that's not the joke. It's her just like, mush mouthing through almost her entire performance man um well luckily the movie's not about her it's about <laughs> chaz and the guys fucking holding hostage this radio station and everyone in this radio station i is great you yeah. get michael mckean as the owner you get joe montagna as the fucking uh disc jockey yeah and and you get motherfucking David Arquette. <laughs> yeah. You're also leaving out uh, fucking Reggie Caffey. Yes, I'm also leaving out fucking uh, Michael Richards. That's <laughs> true. Michael Richards <laughs> is crawling around the vents of this movie. Yep. I wish it came together. And then you get a whole side plot for Chris Farley trying to find the girlfriend, which... I Chris Farley in the whiskey like <laughs> ripping that dude's nipple ring off. I still love <laughs> Chris Farley's always funny. He's always good. And his first introduction where um the sergeant Ernie Hudson gets <laughs> out of the car and you see Alan Covert standing there talking to him. And then Chris Farley just like steps into frame. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh God, yes. What a great entrance. <laughs> also good direction. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I like, do you think this has happened? So I think 
this is, do you, I, I went down a little minor hole on screenwriter Rich Wilkes. Are you familiar with his body of work and or? Oh. Okay. He wrote uh, one other, well, a few other movies. One of them is like a VHS cover classic for me that I've never seen, The Stone Age. Ooh, no. Yeah, it was on, I'd on the shelves in my local shop that I was just always too young to rent. Um, and then maybe most famously, he created Xander Cage and uh, is responsible X, for baby. unleashing Triple X upon us. Uh, those I movies are a blast. Cover as well. So his deal is that he was also a, a rock star, not a rock star, but a wannabe rock star. And before he transitioned into writing, he was playing in bands. This was his scene. So it feels very much not autobiographical, but, you know, inspired by me and my friends and the things that we talked about. And wouldn't it be crazy if this, and it, it almost gets there. You know what I mean? Cause I'm so close to so much of this stuff. And I, but I don't know if it's the metal scene particularly, or that it is all just a little bit hollow, but I, I kept wanting to put- It is pretty hollow. So I kept wanting to put, but it, it lands really big things. Like at one point, there's, hang on, I wrote it down because I was like, well, this is one of the best things. Oh, Brendan Fraser describes himself as screwed up and average enough that I could write a song that would last uh -huh. forever. forever. Yeah, yeah, good line. That's one of the smartest observations in uh -huh. movies. That's just very, very apt. And it takes a musician to really understand that or a creator to get that, you know, the, the whatever, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But it's well observed and this movie has stuff like that on its mind and so maybe this little like sliver of culture just didn't expand into our larger culture the way that like hippies did or disco or you know what i mean metal well, kind of like just stays at the also, edge of this thing and i feel like I, this was made when metal was dying though like like 80s was big for los angeles and metal not like in the 90s it started to transition to grunge and they they are the outcast because everyone's listening to grunge music now they get that one guy that calls in and he's like oh you guys listen to that fucking seattle crap man why right that's really interesting and mm. a filmmaker like cameron crowe would have been able to point us at that <laughs> i'm serious dude i would love if cameron crowe had made this movie. you know who else i would have loved to see their version of this the guy who shows up in the movie when harold ramus walks into uh -huh. was like oh if this was a harold ramus movie we would be cooking because yep. he did that similar kind of stuff where it's like yeah it's about a counterculture but it's about the way the counterculture relates to our larger culture yeah and there is shades of that in this movie that's really cool i don't know nice but it just ignores it for bits that don't pay off and like i said michael richards doesn't pay off and the you know there's a lot of business in the movie that's not tremendously great and i love seeing adam sandler in a different vein but at this point it almost points back around to the problem in the movie where it's like well you got adam sandler here why aren't you letting him talk uh-huh it, it was like right before he really got big yeah yeah so just a little bit mashed together a little bit and i unexamined I think and this had to start the busemi sandler friendship right it might be right yeah because he busemi's been in so many 
of his movies. Many, many, many of his <laughs> movies. Oh, uh, man. Honestly, I don't know what more to say about this movie other than the middle does lag and it could, there's just no real tension throughout this movie. Like, no, and it does. You know they're not going to kill these guys, so you know one way or another they're going to go to prison. And but, it doesn't go zany enough to like let the hijinks be the stakes of the movie either. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And through the middle of it, it like, I don't know, why are Beavis and Butthead in this movie? 90s, man. Exactly. It, it's, so, I wonder if that was them saying this is Mike Judge calling in to uh, like harass these guys because he doesn't like their music. <laughs> I think that's funny. You know, I think it's because he does say, yeah, we saw you play the wheel well last week. You guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> So are Beavis and Butthead real people in the Airheads universe or does Mike Judge not, I mean, we don't know him. So it's whatever, it's stuff like that that makes me just be like, ah, right, 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 right. Um, I do find the Rodney King chant very funny. The, the off key racism, trying not to be racist through the whole movie. I, that's a good I, bit. That's maybe the strongest stuff. Like okay, Adam Sandler, his whole way. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he's just like you know i know what you guys go through <laughs> right and she's like oh, i've never had that experience had what is that. oh sorry what is it and that's why this movie's called airheads fair enough fair enough they're big dummies yep they are big dummies although Chaz seems to be a little bit brighter he's got the heart man he's a rock star uh, uh the only other thing i really have is uh the lemmy cameo I think that needs to be shouted out. The who? Say it again. Lemmy. After they, oh, yeah. they do the line about him being God, he yeah. shows up as the editor of a high school magazine. I was the editor of my I, high school magazine. <laughs> I couldn't track down, though. Do you know who was the D&D guy? I don't know who that was. I think that was just some random guy. I wondered, though. I, I just, or, uh, Although the first guy that says it or the second one that's like, I play D&D, too. Yeah, yeah the second guy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He kind of looked like someone, but I'm not sure. I know. I'm just going to like start naming bands, but I, like honestly, the one that I really think of is Fishbone, but they would be off yeah, no, market he, for this him. demographic. Um, you also get White Zombie playing at the whiskey. Yeah, here. they're at the club. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie fucking rocking it out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have a ton on this movie either. I do enjoy it. I, I found it very watchable. I like it. it. You know, I would even sort of tacitly recommend it. Uh, the cinematographer of this movie, uh, shall we just go down his list real quick? Just real quick. Yeah, let me hear it. So, mm, a lot of like music stuff sure. in the beginning. A lot of music stuff. His first movie that I recognize is Benny and June. All right. Then he does Airheads. And then after that, his next big thing is The Rock. <laughs> and then he does Conspiracy Theory, Armageddon, Ed TV, Pearl Harbor, The Rookie, Sea Biscuit, Meet the Fockers, National Treasure 2, The Bucket List, Night at the Museum 2, Green Hornet, Amazing Spider-Man, Saving Mr. Banks, 
fucking Jurassic World, just like all of Fifty Shades something dark sequel. Yeah, one of the sequels. It's crazy how many sequels this dude is responsible dude, for. So many. <laughs> I mean, you're describing a a, a journeyman, right? Yeah, no, he's delivered the product. Fuck it, he's working. He is working. Multiple movies, like each year, starting with 2017. And a couple of those movies are good looking. You know, a couple of them are big CGI stuff, so it's hard to even Uh say what they look like. But yeah, Mr. Banks is a good looking movie. Yeah, and he also oh, I just rewatched this. The founder, that Michael Keaton one. I like the founder, man. I like that movie a lot, and it looks great. Yeah, so that might be his best looking movie. That is a good looking movie. Yeah, it really brings you to that time. It feels right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Give production design a little credit for that too. Sure. Yes. Do you want to play some games? Yes, I do. All right, I have a few for you here. Game number one is called Now Buscemi, Now You Don't. Okay. Can I just hold off on this one second? Okay. That, that DP, his name is John Schwartzman. And he is the cousin of Gia Coppola and all of them. Go figure. Yes. Just uh, for, that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I, I, I appreciate it. I understand it. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Name the title again. I'm ready. Okay. The game is Now Buscemi, Now You Don't. Now Buscemi, Now You Don't. And the way this works is I am going to take one of the stars of Now You See Me and give you a movie that that person was in. And all you have to do is tell me in that other movie, do you see Buscemi or do you don't? Now Buscemi, now you don't. Now, okay. Okay. So Jesse Eisenberg, star of Now You See Me, Now You Don't, uh, was in 30 Minutes or Less. Was Steve Buscemi in 30 Minutes or Less? Steve Buscemi was not in 30 Minutes or Less. He's a don't. Yes. Uh, Mark Ruffalo start alongside Nicolas Cage in The Wind Talkers. Was <laughs> Steve Buscemi talking wind? I'm going to have to say no. Now you don't. Cool. Yeah, I don't remember him in that movie. I've only seen it once, so. Well, All right. <laughs> uh, speaking of Morgan Freeman being great at narrating, he narrates the love guru. Do you Buscemi? Oh, he narrates the the Mike Myers movie, really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Um, um I don't remember Buscemi in that movie. That's a don't. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. Okay, I only have one more here because this game was really hard to build. <laughs> it's Woody Harrelson in the cop drama. Rampart. Now Buscemi, now you don't. Uh, yes, he is in that movie. I do remember that. You Buscemi! Hey, you went four for four on that one, buddy. Hell yeah. Okay, we're going to play... Actually, before I announce this game, we got a mini game. I'm going to give you three options and you just have to select one of them. Do you want 50, 75, or 100? 75. 
75. Okay, that is the number in millions. And we're playing the box office, sorry, the Adam Sandler over under box office game. So since you picked $75 million, we are going to name some movies and you're going to tell me if that movie made more or less than $75 million. Okay. Uh, you want to do domestic? Let's keep it domestic. Yeah, let's keep it domestic. Okay. Over, under $75 million. The Zookeeper. That's a hard one because it, it's like that kid threshold where it could just push it, but that movie's fucking garbage, so I need to say no. That garbage movie made $80 million. No! <laughs> Fuck that movie, dude. Okay, speaking of uh, the complete opposite of garbage, how about Punch Drunk Love? That's definitely under. Yeah, do you have any idea what it, what it did? Um, I bet he shot it for like 34 and it probably made 32. No, I mean, it might have been a bit of a bomb. Um, the total domestic is about 18 million. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh -huh. That's a bummer because that's a fucking gorgeous movie. Really good one. How about Grown Ups? Over. How about Grown Ups 2? way over they only made two of those so far right yes okay <laughs> how about and now pronounce it chuck and larry i'm gonna say it hit it it went over it was over 120 yeah. million okay how about little nicky over for sure under under no way i thought yeah. that movie huge when i was a kid dude just shy of 40 it was also 96 though so that's like pretty oh, sorry no that was 2000 um, yeah i was about to say no nah, that was not 96 sorry i'm looking at the other 96 one which is happy gilmore what do you think about that over under i'm gonna have to say domestic box office it was under under yeah it came in at 40 that, that found life on vhs for sure yeah good call how about click? I'm going to say over. Almost 140. That movie's emotional, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of like click. Um, we could keep doing this all day. Airheads is maybe his least successful box office performance of all time. Uh huh. And I know I'm not saying anything new here, but Adam Sandler is worth literal billions. Yes, he is. And I think I have one more game here. We do. Do you want to play one more game? I do. This last game is Joe Montaigne, Joe Pantoliano, or both. <laughs> you know how this game is played. Which yes, one of these or both of them was in the money pit? The money pit is just... Joe Montaigne. Nice one. How about Risky Business? Joe Montaigne? No. I don't think any of them are in it. It's Joey Pants. I don't remember him in that movie. Yeah, he even has like a named character. It's like Art Shrike or something like that. No, I'm thinking of Lionel Shrike from Now You See Me, Now You Don't. <laughs> um, what about The Godfather Part 3? Joe Montaigne. Nice one. 
When was the last time you saw Thinner, Dylan? It's been a minute. I've never been a fan of that movie. It's not great. It's not great. Do you know which? Uh, Joey it's, Pants? It's Joe Montaigne. Yeah, I, I don't put remember. Thinner in a category kind of like Airheads, where it's like, oh, this almost. And I like watching it anyway. <laughs> what do we have here? How about The Fugitive? None of them? Joey Pants. Who's Joey Pants in the movie? He's like Sergeant something blah blah blah. He's one of the dudes that works with Tommy Lee Jones as a like a U.S. Marshal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's slowly coming to me. I can see him there. But he's like in the background a lot. He's not a big character, is he? No, no, not at all. But he is in like at least two or three scenes. And it's the same okay. kind of thing where it was like, Tommy Lee Jones tells him something or he uh -huh, uh -huh. tells Tommy Lee Jones like the office thinks this or, you know. Uh, he's also, he yeah. shows up in the uh, U.S. Marshals as well. <sighs> have that you ever heard of the albino alligator? I have heard of that, yeah. Have Didn't, you seen uh, it? I have not seen it, but Kevin Spacey made that one, right? <laughs> yeah, this movie yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. a hot mess full of really talented people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's never struck me to ever see it. Did, it, the trailer didn't look good to me. <laughs> uh, remember who? I'm, I'm going to say Montaigne. That's Montaigne, baby. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. Did I ask you about the Goonies? Did I say that? You did not, and that's Joey Pants. That's Joey Pants. What about Midnight Run? Midnight Run is Joey Pants. What about Running Scared, though? That one is the 86 one right yeah 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 um the gregory hines uh, billy yeah, Crystal. yeah yeah i just and i rewatched it too i want to say it's montana it's pants it's pants okay fuck, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> all right let's wrap this thing out with baby's day out oh joey pants and joe montana baby Heaven. Yep. Yeah. That's the game, folks. Good work, Dylan. I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> you got me on a few. There was a couple in there, man. I was because <laughs> I just have not seen those movies in so long. I Although, uh, fugitive we just did, so I should have got that, but it's so small and I barely remember pants in that movie. I was uh, particularly impressed with the previous round, actually. Your ability to like, nah, I don't remember Buscemi in there. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. Anything else you want to say about Airheads? No, man. I'm good. You know what I want to say? Rock and roll!